Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Aaron, are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Aaron Levy is the founder and CEO of Raise the Bar. He is an author and a member of the Forbes Coaching Council, and he is the host of the Open, Honest, Direct podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Aaron, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so um, personal life and work all combined is, you know, with why you do what you do is uh, as a person, I have someone who's always been kind of curious about why do people do what they do? Um, what inspires them to take action in their lives? And why do some people say they're going to do something and not accomplish it or not follow through with it? And so that kind of relates to to our business and, and actually even before our businesses, I spent a lot of my career studying the science of behavior change and why do people do what they do? And, um, what I found in studying that and in realizing that it was two things. One, what really gets people to move from knowledge to action and everything that we do at Raise the Bar is focused on that. Yes, we're a leadership training and leadership development company that helps build better leaders, but the, the core of it is helping leaders develop skills and turn them into habits, um, is getting people to take sustainable action over a long period of time. And so that's, you know, it connects to why I do what I do, which is to help people unlock their potential. Um, I, I'm really clear on kind of like why I'm here on this earth in this kind of existential way is, is the thing that fills me up and my drug of choice is, is seeing people's like light bulbs turn on and seeing them tap into to their best selves. And so that's, that's what fills me up on a daily basis, whether it's with my friends, whether it's with our clients. Um, and that's the core of what we do at raise the bar. Um, and the reason that I wrote the book open, honest and direct, and the reason that we have the podcast all are just around, designed around this idea of helping people and teams unlock their potential. Oh, I love all that. That That is awesome right there. And certainly trying to help people close that behavior gap of what we know and what we do is, uh, is I guess, maybe a never-ending challenge, but but in, in, in always changing challenge, I, I suppose. And now we find ourselves, we're having this conversation on the, the 30th of March, right, in I don't know if we're in the middle of the beginning or towards the end of the coronavirus, but how 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 has your world changed? How how do you see this 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 affecting life? Yeah, I mean, I think from a health standpoint, fortunately, our world is is still healthy, uh, but you know things are going to change rapidly um, in the next couple of weeks. I we expect based on kind of like reading the news and reading the reports, and the business world has changed drastically. Um, clients and prospects budgets are being cut and you know there's 
there's rounds of layoffs that are happening. And so the, the business world is changing due to a standstill, right? A standstill of work, uncertainty of what's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks and couple of months. And so what that has really forced us at Raise the Bar to do is to lean into our focus, which is leadership. Um, and, and leadership is an access to growth. Leadership is an access to tapping into potential. Um, and leadership is an access to, to driving better outcomes within an organization. And to do that, um, now is, is the most important time to focus on how you show up as a leader. And so instead of shying away, what we're doing is leaning in. Um, leaning into each other, leaning into our clients, having our clients lean into us, and continuing to serve and support. And it doesn't always have to be a uh, a monetary serve and support. It's a you know how do we um, support the community that we work with and the community close to us and around us in really tapping into their their best selves so they can show up as better leaders on a daily basis through this uncertainty, through this confusion, through this fear um, state that people are definitely in. And I think that I think that everything you said is 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 very very accurate. And what jumped into my mind as as you were sharing that was Andrew Cuomo in in New York. And I didn't know much about Governor Cuomo before all of this. I, I think that he was viewed as is more of a, a more of a sort of a, a, a factual logical thinker and communicator but he's emerged as very much a very strong leader who's who's inspiring confidence and helping people feel like there's somebody at the at the controls who is going to be guiding the the, the 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 ship in the right direction so certainly I think hopefully people recognize how important it is to develop leadership skills because when things do go sideways you need to have somebody that you can look to no that's exactly it and it's especially in these times you know uncertainty is a big um a big hold up for a lot of us right now and i think it's it's one of those things that challenges all human beings is not not having a sense of control and so the the best thing that you can do as a leader even if you don't have the answers is you know what he's doing daily press conferences and being clear and showing why you know what he's doing is giving clarity and context and those are the two most important things that any leader can do and kind of what we've been talking with our with our leaders about is this is the time where clarity and context is even more important than any other time clarity on what are we doing and context as to why are we doing it and and being able to share that and represent that and know that somebody is out there um, and they're not they're being transparent with you um, and they're giving you kind of the facts of what's happening and also why it's happening and, and the facts of the decisions and why you're making the decisions. And so it doesn't mean that people's decisions and leadership decisions are always one that everybody's going to like. Uh, but if you're leading and, and giving clarity and context, what you're doing is you're helping assuage some of that uncertainty. Got it. Well, that's a, a very, very helpful way to break that down. So clarity and context. I'd love to dig deeper and in just in, 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 into both of those, if, if you don't mind. So, oh, of course, yeah. How, how can people take and, and, and use clarity no matter what their sort of sort of that framework, no matter what their organization is? And, and, yeah. and, and, and I guess what the situation is, too. It doesn't matter. Those yeah, are the two I can things. Give you, I can give you a couple of examples. Um, I'll, I'll share a couple of examples and I can share a couple of like ways in which you could specifically do it. Um, the the one example is right with the uncertainty that that we have right now we have a leader uh, you know a ceo of a company the other day said 
you know, one of the things that I'm doing to give clarity to my people is saying, hey, we are keeping our offices closed until May 1st, right? We're not waiting for other things to happen. We're keeping the offices closed and everyone's going to work until May 1st remotely, unless something drastically changes. And so, you know, that's one small example of saying, hey, instead of like leaving that decision up in the air, which means everybody else in the organization will then have that decision up in the air and not be certain of what's going to happen. It's subtle, but that's something that that as a leader, you might be able to take control over some small decisions and saying, we're going to do this or we're not going to do this, or we're going to you know, reset our goals for the year or for the quarter based on what we know so far. Um, and that will reset and re- re-level expectations. And that will get people saying, hey, should I still be doing this or should I not be, right? The uncertainty that they have on this daily basis of their projects and tasks. And so that's one example of certainty that you can give. Um, what we talk about oftentimes giving certainty is having really clear goals and really clear values or agreements. So goals just being, hey, this is what you want to, you know, we're expecting you to accomplish in the next quarter or the next month or the next two weeks um, that are specific and measurable and attainable, relevant and time bound. Um, the SMART acronym and values, which is what are the rules of the game by which we're going to get there? Right. And so for us that raise the bar, that means have a beginner's mindset. Hmm. That means do the next hard thing. That means act with authenticity and humility. That means have fun. That means stand in your commitment. And those, each of those have very specifics of what, what does it mean? Right. Do the next hard thing means take risks, make mistakes and learn from them. And so we have a set of ground rules that kind of guide us for how we operate and move towards goals. And that gives my team clarity and that gives me clarity too. To say, hey, you made a mistake. That's actually a good thing. We actually want to celebrate that. But let's make sure we don't make that mistake again. And so those ground rules can kind of create the environment uh, and the expectations for how you and your team work together. And it doesn't have to be a CEO to his whole organization. We have our leaders do this. As long as you're managing a team or a group or a project, there are some level setting expectations and agreements that you should be setting with your with that group and that team for how you're going to work together towards that project, towards your quarterly goals, towards, um, you know, your your family dynamic, even um, how you're going to work through this together. Um, it's just a set of ground rules for how you're going to operate with one another. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So. All right. And and. and, and it, as it applies to context, that's explaining and, and giving the rationale, the reasonings behind it. Yeah, it's it's being transparent in that as much as you can. Obviously, not everything um, from a business standpoint can be shared. Uh, there are certain things that, you know, that are kept held. And sometimes, right, that's people's salaries or, or this, that and the other. Right. So it doesn't mean you have to be fully transparent or uh, 100% transparent with every decision that's being made in the business. But it does mean to peel back, you know, the curtain a little bit and, and explain why or what was exactly, as you said, what was the rationale behind that decision or what drove that um, so that people can start to get some of the context or what's driving the future decision, right? We're laying off X number of people so that we don't have to have multiple rounds of layoffs in the next three months. And so that we can be healthy for the next 12 months and, and project into the future, right? So that everybody can be on board or we're, we're having everybody take a pay cut so that we don't have to lay anybody off or we're doing furloughs so that we don't, right? There are all these things and without context, you leave people guessing and building their own story. Instead of leaving people guessing and building their own story, give them that story. 
and as much of the the story in the real way without um, sugarcoating it too much and just being real and authentic and a little bit vulnerable. Amen. Why why wouldn't people do this? Um, because as leaders, we think that we have to have all the answers. Mm. As leaders, we feel like people expect us to know and to be right. And that's this, um, it's kind of like imaginary weight we put on our shoulders. And yet I've done this <laughs> so many times and done it with thousands of leaders. I have them raise their hand if they think a great leader has all the answers. And I would say like <laughs> one, maybe 2% of the time a hand is raised. Yeah. Um, maybe even less than that. Because we all intuitively know that and, and experientially know that great leaders don't have all the answers. Yet we think in a leadership position, we need to have the answers. We need to take care of these things. We need to be right. Um, and the truth is, is that a leader who is vulnerable, who is willing to say like, hey, I thought this was going to be the way forward, but it's not. Um, I was wrong. Is is super important. Um, it's super important to be able to share your faults as well as your successes um, in trust because we all know that there's nobody who's perfect. And so like for us to be able to like take that weight off of our shoulders or take the mask off that we put on when we come into work and we, we you know, we want to present ourselves as this um, kind of like stoic and put together and fully resilient person who can handle any situation. And the truth is, is that the best way to handle it is, is allowing it to hit you and being there for it. Yeah, I think what a what a great Great example or illustration of of getting up in front of a group of people and asking, "Do you think that leaders have all the answers?" And nobody does. <laughs> Yet, so many of us approach things like, "I need to be infallible." So, what 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 an incredibly valuable thing. And I think that we can probably point to that in in our our, our national politics when we see people who are. I guess we don't need to get into that, but I think it's it's pretty evident. Um, when people are are BSing versus actually communicating and articulating a clear message with this is what we're doing and this is why. so And that's what people want. Yeah, and let's keep in mind we're talking about this in context of wanting to get people behind you, yeah. right? Wanting to move people forward together. Right? Your, your role as a leader is to, at the, at the very core of it, is to drive better outcomes. Um, and that means better outcomes for your organization, for your team, and for your people. And driving better outcomes means you need to be rowing in the same direction. And people aren't going to row with you if they don't believe you, if they don't trust you. And trust comes from being consistent in how you show up, being consistent in the way you respond to issues and problems that arise with them, being consistent in the way you give feedback and receive feedback, um, and and being open. Being open. So that's, I mean, not only projecting to people and communicating out, but also, also listening and taking information in, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that the number one most important skill of any leader is listening. Um, and so, yeah, being open, it's being open to different perspectives, different ideas, being open to realizing that your plan might be wrong or that your assumption about that person might be totally off. Um, and you know, it's, uh, this great quote. It's, I use it almost all the, I use it literally almost every day. It's, it says the mind is like a parachute. It has to be open for it to work. <laughs> and so that's how I, that's how I think about it. And it's from, by Gino Wickman, uh, this guy who wrote the book Traction, which is a wonderful book. I highly recommend. Um, and, you know, it's like in order to adapt, to learn, to grow, to adjust, 
um, to improve, we need to be open. Um, we need to keep our minds open. Otherwise, you're not going to do any of that. Isn't that the truth? But so often, so often, that is exactly what we do, is just close it up. So <laughs> what are you going to do, Aaron? Savage Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah. Uh, so I would say that the difference-making tip is to um, next time you're in a conversation, instead of having or trying to prove a point or solve a problem or figure out how to move something forward, practice being there with the person and just listening without any, with the intention of serving and supporting that person. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. You would think that because we had two ears and one mouth that we'd naturally be really good at that, but that's just not the case. Is it Aaron? <laughs> it takes practice. It takes practice. And we don't, you know, most of us are, are, are not so great at it. We think at one to 3000 words per minute and we listen at one to 300. And huh. so inherently listening is hard and we don't, practice it ever in a deliberate way you know like you practice writing where you submit papers and get it get graded on it and get assessed on it um we don't submit audio recordings of us listening or transcriptions of us listening and get graded on it growing up and so inherently it, it's hard we do it every day but do we do it well with high fidelity not necessarily and so that's how we get better at things is, is by practice and by deliberate practice where we get feedback and see and make adjustments and screw up. And so that's, that's one of those things where, you know, we can have two eyes, we can have two ears and one mouth. Um, but we use that mouth a whole lot. Yeah. Practice being a deliberate listener. I think that is excellent homework for me and for everybody else out there. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, thanks for having me on, George. Um, you can find more about me and Raise the Bar at raisebar.co um, or on our, uh, our book website, which is openhonestanddirect.com, where you can find the podcast and the book. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Aaron your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to raisebar.co and go to openhonestanddirect.com. Is that right, Aaron? Yeah, that's all correct. For the podcast as well as to get a copy of the book. Thank you again, Aaron. Thanks so much, George. It was a pleasure being on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>